Ginger on ginger, ginger on ginger, Jacob has red hair, so does Alex. Everybody, welcome to Ginger on Ginger, the podcast where two redhead comedians choose a word, phrase, or concept, then discuss it through their gingery lens. I'm Jacob Godby. And I'm Alex Tate. What's up, man? How are you today? Uh, good. Good. Really tired. My, I don't know if my neighbors are wearing purely cement shoes <laughs> and only know how to go up and down the stairs via bunny hopping the entire way up. And the entire way down. They also are hardcore partiers, and this is not a joke. And they got in at 5 a.m. this morning. Nice. Which is just like an insane concept. Do you remember when you could like do that? When your body could fit was like physically capable of staying up that late? It would actually break my spine in half. Yeah, no, I definitely remember staying up all night with my friends and playing video games and stuff, but we're not like moving. We weren't actively partying. Usually we were pumping ourselves full of like pizza and Mountain Dew. Yeah. I don't miss that feeling. I really love getting sleep. But you were like functioning. Like, I don't know. I feel like I would be like a ball of mush. I can do like one or two days in a row of that. And then I really like have to go back to getting a lot of sleep. <laughs> yeah. Like, I kid you not, my neighbors do like Thursday, Friday and Saturday night. And it's just insane. Like, I don't know how you keep that pace. More power to them. I also wrote them a very rude letter because I am too much of a pussy to confront them. Yeah, I was like, Jesus, Alex, are you going <laughs> to... I mean, I get it. It's the, one of the lamest things you can do, but I do understand. I've had rowdy neighbors before as well. Also, like, I am I'm convinced they're, like, freshmen in college or so. Like, I think they're decently young, and I am still... Uh, terrified of teenagers. Yeah. They are horrifying <laughs> to me. I feel like I can talk to 21-year-olds, but like a 19-year-old, I'm just like, ah, I don't know what to do. You're clearly no more about the world than I do. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> lawless wasteland. If they say, okay, boomer to me, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> I, I think ours is like, so what, millennial? And I'll be like, oh, stop, yeah. stop. Yeah. They're like, oh, you don't have any money. Yeah. You have no money. <laughs> Your rent is high. <laughs> Global warming is on your generation's shoulders. Are you sad? Are you sad about that? Yeah, dude, I remember having some neighbors who used to like smoke right outside of my window. And I finally one night just opened it and I was like, hey, could you guys go out into the alley or something? And they were like, oh, yeah, man, sorry. Didn't know you were in there. <laughs> and then never again did they smoke in front of my window. I didn't do that. I just wrote them a very rude letter about how the world doesn't revolve around them <laughs> I don't. okay boomer geez i could i, I know dude I, can i tell you this story yeah i know you're a bad speller real quick so i can just picture them reading this and they're like did a child write this he spelled some of us try to sleep as he spelled sleep as slep yeah i mean it's bad i mean also along this line though i feel this is how i know i'm aging i uh i work at a running store and my boss is like if any of the university runners come in here, like treat them really nicely because, you know, they're we want to like build this atmosphere that they can come hang out at the store or whatever. And, you know, things like that, because the university runners are good beacons for the community. I don't know. Yeah, sure. I'm sure they're stellar people. So like six university runners came into the store. Uh, this was like last fall and 
I was like, oh, what's up, guys? How's it going? And they were clearly on the track team. They had all their, like, Nike-sponsored stuff. And they were like, oh, we just came into the store to see how it was. And I was like, cool, do you guys run for the university? And they were like, yeah, we all do. And I was like, nice. And one kid was like, uh, can I try on some shoes? And I was like, yeah. And I was really trying to be, like, hip and cool and, and relaxed and just, like, to bond with these children. And I was like, oh, what year are you? And they're like oh, we're just a freshman. And just in the back of my head, I don't know why I said this. I went, oh, little babies. (laughs) And like new freshmen in college who like finally think they have a ton of independence do not want to be told that they're little babies. Yeah. (laughs) And they have not been back in since then. And I think I fucked that up. What a baby. Did you pinch some cheeks? Like, oh, you're so cute. I like almost did. Yeah. I was, you know, one step away from doing that. I wish I had the same amount of naivete that I had back when I was a freshman in college. Because, I mean, shit, dude, you're almost a decade older than those kids now. Oh, yeah. It's wild. Sometimes mentally I feel like, oh, you know, I'm not that much different. I kind of think the same thoughts or I think I think the same thoughts of when I was like 18, 19. And then I hang out or, or around an 18 or 19 year old and I'm like, oh, my God, never mind. You are a child. You've come a long way, I think, even since we met, uh, which let's get into that. Here's why you should listen to this podcast. Alex and I are a comedy duo called Gingers on Ice. We met in 2014 in Missoula, Montana. We sold out a bunch of shows in the area doing like this sketch improv hybrid, uh, some musical comedy as well. And we made a sketch pilot. Uh, This is all on the internet. You can find it. And then I moved to Los Angeles, and we got a cooking show on Delish.com. We racked up thousands of views for a channel with millions of subscribers. <laughs> yeah, w- one of the most underperforming things I think they've ever put out. Yep. Uh, despite that, we got two seasons, and we got paid to make those. And then we did some shows back in Montana in 2018, and this is the next thing that we've done since then. You make it sound so romantic. I should say, me and Jacob met at this uh, at a like a local improv group here in Missoula. And I literally answered a Craigslist ad. Yeah. And a stranger who I had never met friended me on Facebook and told me I should try out for it. Yeah. And that's how we met. <laughs> what a, what a crazy workshop that was too. There were, uh, there were like, I don't know, 20 people taking this class. Uh, and 18 of them got hired to perform at the theater and two people did not get hired. Yeah. And I want to say, you know, I don't want to bash on anybody, but I was very happy that I met Jacob because he was like one of five people that could speak on stage. I remember our first scene, speaking of romantic, uh, we were like in a S&M dungeon or something and I was whipping you or something. And were I was, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is, uh, I was like whipping was you. Was that our first one? I, maybe not our first, but this is the one that made me feel like for the, when I look back, I'm like, oh, that's where we started to click. But I'm like whipping you and I was like, you know, to say something or whatever telling you what to do and you were like okay dad and so you made us this son and father and like an s&m dungeon and uh it was like you could see the people's faces uh at the workshop being shocked that uh two weird pale kids would say something like that now if you're a comedian or fellow comedy fan it's not that crazy but in montana when a lot of it's a more blue collar state a lot of the things we were performing and writing back then were quite subversive for the time and area. I don't think it's a Montana thing to be weirded out by a 
father sexually whipping his son. See, that's how desensitized I've gotten from writing comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a that's a pure like, oh, just people in Montana find that weird. Otherwise, it's normalized everywhere else in the country. <laughs> yeah, we're huge stars in Ohio. They love that shit. Oh, yeah. Also good to know that nothing has changed in our comedy in six years or whatever. Five, yeah, six years. Yeah, I mean, obviously we've had some help along the way. We should talk about that. We've had... Uh, our very first camera dude ever was Sean Guslander, and he helped us out in the beginning and then passed the torch to Trevor Cummings, who will definitely get on this podcast. He directed the cooking show and the sketch pilot. And then for most of that, Seth yeah. Rockenbach was there too. And uh, he, you know, he gets a lot of flack for not having red hair and performing with us. But he had the pasty skin, has, currently oh, yeah. has. We oh, all... yeah. He might sunburn the worst of us, actually. Yeah. But he's... Uh, white boy yeah yes oh and we all are and i i want to address that we recognize that we're two straight white males starting a podcast so i live in austin now alex is in missoula and we're gonna intentionally program some awesome guest hosts that can come on and they can pick the word and you can get some perspectives that are not ours yeah the the, we should be this podcast should be called ginger on ginger the podcast from a point of view literally nobody needs yeah Exactly. Uh, Speaking of, before we get to our word, Alex, I want to ask you, I posted something on Facebook this week that is the most popular thing I've posted in probably years, where I said, is the other guys an underrated top three Will Ferrell movie? And so I want to know what your top three Will Ferrell movies are. We're just going to lean into the straight white male narrative for a sec here. Okay. Yeah. Well, and it's out of nostalgia. Um, A lot of this comes from, I don't think it's I think I go back and watch some of these movies and they're not what I thought they were, especially if you're watching them for the first time. Like I, so number one is, and will always be Talladega Nights. That movie is better now because I didn't know it was a satire when I was a kid. I just thought it was funny. And now I'm like, Oh, I get you. Wink, wink. Adam McKay. I did. I did watch Talladega Nights for the first time. Um, like we rented it from the movie store. When you had to like go to the movie store, what a Hell wild yeah. concept! I remember that good times. And we watched it, and I was like, I don't understand this at all. Like, I don't the whole like baby Jesus scene at the <laughs> dinner table. Yeah, which I now which I now find to be like comedy gold. I didn't get at all, and then I watched it a second time, and I was like, oh, I I get this now. That's how I feel about Step Brothers. I it's not my favorite. It's not in my top three, but it was making a lot of people's top three. And I don't know. I rewatched it recently, and I think I just missed the boat. I was I didn't see it right when it came out, and a lot of it doesn't work for Tal me. Dagon Knights number one, number two, and this is uh this is a super underrated, and it's coming out of left field. But I actually love this movie a lot. Um, and it's Stranger Than Fiction. That's a good movie. A couple people had that on their list, too. And I was like, yeah, you know what? That is, that is a good one. Different kind of performance from Will Ferrell. A script that wasn't written by his like regular collaborators. It's solid. I like it. I love that movie. I don't know why I could watch it at any time. It was also one of those movies in my childhood that seemed to be on TNT. Yeah. On, like, repeat or whatever. And that and 8 Mile, the Eminem movie. <laughs> and goodness... I've seen Eight Miles a sort of obscene amount of times, but I feel like I've seen Stranger Than Fiction a lot just because I was like, well, I'll just watch this now. Okay, number three. And then number three, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if I had, I like, those are like such a solid top two for me. Maybe old school. That's what I mean. My top two 
Old School's up there. You got Anchorman. You got, I mean, a lot of good movies. Blades of Glory is in my top three. Well, I should say mine is Talladega Nights, Blades of Glory. And then I could swap out that third spot. It could be the other guys. It could be Anchorman. It could be uh, probably just those two. But uh, the other guys, I really was, I just watched it on Netflix this week and I really enjoyed it, not because of Will Ferrell, but because of the supporting cast. Yeah. And it has like a story, you know, and that, and it feels a little fresher than Anchorman, but I think that's just because it's not as like instantly quotable slash uh, the father of memes, you know? Yeah, the the plot is actually there and they, you know, and honestly, for me, the best part of the other guys, and this is like, this is not bashing on the entire movie of the other guys at all, um, because that's a good movie. But I just think even the best part of that good movie is the credits. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Where they, like, explain what a Ponzi scheme is and a pyramid scheme and stuff like that. And that's just, like, wild. Really sets up the big short. You're like, oh, this is a logical step for Adam McKay. Alex, did you see Land of the Lost? Because I was obsessed with that movie in high school. Um, No. I <laughs> only know the quote where he's, like, running a zigzag pattern. Yeah. Because I can't track you or whatever. To the, there's, <laughs> there's a part where uh, he they find, like, this just this, like, jewel... And they put their hands on it and it auto-tunes their voices. So him and Danny McBride just like sit there singing, Do you believe in life after love? <laughs> yeah. And it's really dumb, but I enjoyed it. We should move on, Alex. What is our word of the day? All right, Jacob, our word of the day today is um, very apt for where I currently am. And what I'm doing later today is ice. Ooh. Hardened water. Do you remember, like, I was a strange child. You were a strange child. Um, like, I would I always ask my parents. An estranged child? No, 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 no. You I'm were a strange my... child. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> I would always ask my parents for uh, hard hard water because <laughs> I thought it was funny. Yeah, um, no. I, uh, we, so we had, like, we had this thing in town called the soft water boy where you could buy, like, jugs of water and i remember asking my dad like Psh, soft water wait, the, wait wait the, wait 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 back up back up back up the, the, was this like a food cart but just had jugs of water and it was like oh he, here comes the soft water boy and was he like kind of chubby no and, it wasn't an actual boy i don't it had it was just like a marketing thing so it was called the colligan soft water boy there's a car wash where you wash your own cars and then there's a just a door you go through and it has like fresh jugs of water and so i remember seeing the sign and it's just this boy this like cartoon boy pointing to the water and i'm like soft water <laughs> what's hard water dad and then my dad was like hard water contains a lot of minerals that they filter out because they aren't safe for consumption by humans in large quantities <laughs> and i was like cool Thanks, some lame dad. ass dad answer yeah. okay boomer yeah <laughs> or okay gen xer what are you doing buying jugs of water in lewistown montana doesn't no, it no, have no, no, the no. nation's we were cleanest drinking water I don't know why it was there. Some people are like uh, paranoid or whatever. Let, I need to tell the people this. I need to tell the people this. Uh, the first time I went to Lewistown, Montana, no less than 13 people explained to me how clean the drinking water is there. It, I was like, I, I understand the concept. And they're like, we don't filter it at all. I'm like, okay. 
And they're like, it comes right from the ground. I'm like, that's where all the water comes from. I get it. Recently, Alex, they've run into trouble because the pipe system is so old in town that there's a dangerous algae growing in it. And so now they're having to chlorinate the water. And my dad thinks pretty soon there's going to be a boiling order. Oh, my goodness. How oh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> so the water, as it comes out of the spring, very clean. By the time it gets to your house and goes through all these shitty pipes, not so much. Yeah, that makes sense. There's a bar in downtown Lewistown, Montana, that has just a gaping hole in the floor. I mean, they like put plexiglass over it or whatever, but it's just a gaping hole in the floor and you can just see down into the town's drinking supply. There it is. Hey, man, you know, back in the 1800s, it was pretty exciting to live somewhere with running water. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree with that, but I think we're clinging on to (laughs) that. You've got to take what you can. Uh... Something I thought of when you said ice was Pizza Hut ice. Do you know what I mean when I say that? I have no idea what you're talking about. I immediately thought like Crystal Pepsi, and then my brain went ice, crystal, crystal meth, and you're going to tell me about some Pizza Hut crystal meth ring. No, I mean, that's valid. Uh, Actually, the meth rehabilitation facility in my hometown is about a mile away from the Pizza Hut, but Pizza Hut ice is cylindrical. What? But what is it? You can't just. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> each can't. each. You chunk. just said the statement. You just said the statement. Pizza Hut ice is cylindrical. It, That's right. What is cylindrical? Pizza ice, is cylindrical. The ice in your drink is made up of little cylinders instead of a cube. Instead of crushed, it's small oh. cylinders. Oh, okay. I and I don't know what <laughs> what kind of ice machine they have, but I have friends who I've talked to over the years who I did not grow up with who are like, oh yeah, Pizza Hut ice is weird. They have the red Coca Cola cups, uh, and then cylindrical yeah. ice. I do know the cups. And that's I was going to mention the cups. The cups are great. About, when I think, I think I, about ice, very nice. I just when I think about ice, I immediately because I grew up in places where it snowed a lot. I immediately just think about road conditions. Oh that's my what God. I associate ice with. <laughs> and it's just... Yeah, that's the number one reason I've left Montana is because the top five times I've feared for my life have all been on wintry roads. Yeah, it's something. I've always driven four-wheel drive cars. So Jacob, I feel like you haven't owned a single four-wheel drive car, <laughs> which that's is correct. like a yeah. wild concept to me. So I've always been pretty good. And plus, I was like literally raised in it and drove it my whole life and, you know, took like family vacations. I grew up in a really small town in Wyoming um, and we didn't have like shopping centers or anything like that. So I had to go um, like an hour and a half to Idaho Falls, Idaho to do like all my school shopping and clothes shopping and just so we can go to like a Target and stuff like that. Same story for me. Yep. And so... You know, I just saw my dad drive in these like absolutely outrageous conditions to and from Idaho Falls so we could buy fucking tile for the bathroom. Yeah, so and pop tarts are three dollars <laughs> off. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we can, uh, dude, A, we for sure didn't get the pop tart branded pop tart. I don't know what sort of <laughs> rich life you were li- living. We definitely got signature select brown sugar cinnamon every single time Ew! no frosted strawberry brown sugar cinnamon is one of the worst pop tart flavors it's the only one i feel like needs toasted to eat it was the only one i ate for absolute ages and let me tell you what when i actually first went to college i cannot tell you i think i became the first human to almost od on cookie dough pop tarts (laughs) because because you had never had it wild yeah Uh. 
No, my grandma and I had a thing where if she saw a new flavor, she'd get it and we'd try them together. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, that didn't happen. But I, anyway, I just wanted, like, you know, we would do, you know, and then go buy 64 rows of toilet paper at Costco and stuff like that. And then drive back. We had to drive there over a very steep, very windy mountain pass and had to drive back to the town I'm from back over the very steep windy mountain pass and it would just be like horrific snow conditions and it would be like to go get groceries and stuff like that and like oh this is what normal people do so it kind of very it skewed my view of like how people should drive in the winter time and like how confident people should be right my dad has always said you know he's like if it's bad just turn around but he has never led by example so I, there's been times where i'm like you know what should be a four-hour drive from missoula to loose town is like eight hours if, just to make it back for thanksgiving and i'm like i just because i don't know i have that thing in me as well where i just don't stop i just i'm like well i'm halfway there i'm not gonna stop in great falls god forbid <laughs> yeah no and the same my my dad now is always like, well, you know, watch, watch the weather, watch the roads. If it's too bad out, if the weather sucks, don't go, you know, it's not worth your life. And he'll say things like that to me. And there was under no circumstances, would we not go somewhere under no circumstances? Would we not go somewhere? There's only been one or two times that I can think of where my dad's like, you know what? We're just going to stay home today. It's perfectly fine to go ask your neighbor. Hey, I'm out of toilet paper. Can I borrow a roll until the snow belts in a day or two? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, it's just it's just skewed my worldview. The other that. thing about Montana roads is they're not lit. They're very very dark. So after living in California and Texas, and there's you know lights on the road, they light their roadways. Every time I go back to Montana, mm-hmm. my my puny headlights are just you know they don't do anything. I should tell the story. We were me, Jacob, and Trevor were driving from L.A. to Lewistown, Montana, in one goddamn sitting yeah one day it was a <laughs> wild choice it was the wrong choice i would say i would um, agree to yeah get but to... we can say we did it you know that doesn't feel like two full years ago either we were trying to get to lewistown for father's day right correct so we, we could have stayed in pocatello with my grandparents my grandparents live in pocatello idaho we could have stayed there and that would have been fine but jacob's like oh let's just try to make it for father's day and me and trevor were down we were like yeah let's do it um because we love jacob's family and we we're like okay uh, you know we're cool with it and so we started at our attempted and this is me and jacob you can speak better on this we attempted to leave by like 6 a.m but since it's la you don't get out of the city till fucking 8 30 I would and say I thought, that I was yeah. just like, this is the most frustrating thing I've ever experienced in my and life. And honestly, I drove like the first eight hours. I think I drove all the way to Salt Lake City and that was fine. That was not hard at all. After that, it started to wear on me. <laughs> yeah. And we, so we get past like Idaho Falls, Idaho going north on 15 and we're like, oh, let's take this shortcut way through like these tiny towns on like the Idaho, Montana border where, I mean, there's like a hundred people is the big town yeah and there's nothing nothing i can't express to you there's nothing out there it's just like dense forest and jacob and trevor who had been living in la for a, a year just under a year at this point were both losing their minds we were i mean pretty delirious at this point too i want to say because we had been in a car for like 21 hours at this point or something 
ridiculous 18 I th- hours. I think 22 was our total uh, travel, or not not quite 22. It was like 20, 21 hours in a car that day. I think I think I think 21. Remember, I remember like 21 sticking out of my head, and they were just losing. They're like, we can't see anything. If it wasn't for these headlights, we would not be <laughs> able to see. It's so dark out. It was a cloudy day too. There was like no moon or anything, and Jacob and Trevor were just freaking out because they were like, we can't see anything. And I'm like, yeah, that's what the headlights are for. Right, but once the headlights go out, all you have is a flashlight in your glove box until morning comes up. It's insane. No, I'm kidding. Once the headlights go out? Has the headlights ever gone out in your car? Yes. Okay. Funny story, actually. Uh, started in Montana. I get this recall for my headlights mm. because they just turn off randomly. So I remember driving. I was babysitting. <laughs> and I remember driving up the rattlesnake in Missoula. And it's nighttime. And I'm going up a hill. And all of a sudden, my headlights just turn off. Oh, Lord. And I was like... Uh oh. So I turned the brights on. The brights still worked. So I turned those on. And for some reason, I didn't take it in to get recalled until I moved to Austin, Texas, like two and a half years later. So every once in a while (laughs) in California and for a while here in Texas, my headlights would just turn off randomly. And there's been times in California, I'd drive all the way home with no headlights on at like 10 p.m. because it's just that lit up. And I am shocked that I did not get pulled over yeah speaking of ice alex yeah i want to talk about gingers on ice our comedy duo and how we accidentally just named it that in 2015 and then we didn't actually go on ice until 2017 where we filmed the opening credits for our sketch pilot and that was my first time ever ice skating was on camera and you fell a lot i did not fall once because trevor told me to bend my knees i didn't fall at all yeah i think i fell once yeah you did you can I ask really don't Trevor. think I did. We'll bring Trevor on. He'll corroborate it. Because I was in my one pair of dress pants, and I was like, I really don't want to fall and rip my one pair of dress pants. <laughs> yeah. That was my second time ice skating ever, but I would say the first time I was mm, eight. I think that was my first time ever. Um, I want to say that all of the stuff that we're referring to, you can find on YouTube. We've got Gingers Do Film as our YouTube channel, or... Jacob Godby, if you just type that in on YouTube, I'll pop up and everything's on there as well, including a ton of our live performances and old sketches, our Amazing Race audition, which we should talk about sometime, uh, but we didn't, yeah. make, we didn't Honestly, make it on. if there's one reality show I want to be on with Jacob more than anything, it's The Amazing Race. Yes. I still want to put that energy out into the world. <laughs> I think I want we would do great. Happen. People are like, oh, oh, they're so funny. But then we grew up in these like really rural northern states and we have some survival skills. And I think we would make it further than people would give us credit for. Yeah. I mean, I've literally taken like wilderness survival courses. That makes me sound like an asshole. Makes me sound like some like doomsday prepper. But I have. And I know how to read. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're not shy about just talking to people. That's true, too. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about ice? Um, No. I think we got uh, sufficiently off topic there. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Is this a visit from the safety train conductor? Hello, children. Say hi, kids. Safety train conductor, what safety tips do you have for us this week? Kids, when your significant other's parents invite you over for a roast, it does not mean a three-way with their mom in the middle. I learned the hard way. Oh, oh, no. I'm sorry to hear that. So you you two aren't together anymore then? No. She had a bad habit of making toast in the bathtub. Jesus Christ, dude. Hey, you're supposed to be giving kids safety tips, not talking about dead ex-girlfriends. 
let's uh let's lighten it up a little bit, okay? Sure, sure, yeah, okay. All right, kids. If your main sexual partner passes away, a microwaved watermelon with a hole cut in it will do in a pinch. No. Okay. No. Ho- okay. Holy shit. Do not teach these kids how to have sex with hot fruit. Right. Right. Sorry. <sighs> Always wear a condom when you have sex with fruit. Because if you get a seed in your pee hole, a watermelon will grow in your urethra. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> And scene. Um, that was that was a little excerpt from um, a thing me and Jacob used to do called Bad Characters, where we had these ideas for these terrible characters, but could not build sketches around them at all. And so we just did these little quips, and that was uh, the safety train conductor. It's oddly, it's become like my, yeah, it's become my most popular character for some reason. <laughs> yeah, Jacob literally bought a train whistle on Amazon for $8 or whatever, and I've never seen him so happy. Jacob, do you have any police blotters for us today? I do. Let's uh, let's brief this a little bit. My hometown, Lewistown, yeah. Montana, has like 7,000 people in it, so enough to support a newspaper, but only so much that the newspaper publishes twice a week. And the police blotter is crazy. It w- it's a retirement community, so uh, lots of elderly folks just calling to call. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's 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 jump in here. Please blotter. At 5:57 p.m., a person reported a stop sign had been turned 90 degrees. <laughs> Oh, come on. <laughs> you know what I do when I see a stop sign like not quite facing the right way? I stop and then I drive away. I do not call 911. I was going to say, not give a flying fuck. Yeah, <laughs> Don't exactly. give a shit. <laughs> I'm stoked they called 911 for that. Oh, this one's good, dude. This is like funny in like a deep way. At 5.40 p.m., a caller reported she continually had people contacting her at her rental property, requesting information about renting the house. The person said the property was listed for rent on an online rental site by someone who was not the property owner. <laughs> oh, panic! That's panic, everybody. Awesome. Who did they piss off that someone was like taking pictures of the apartment and they're like, I'm gonna annoy this person now i'm not so petty that i want to like ruin their day but i just want them to get a lot of calls about their rental property which reminds me every time i'm at like a restaurant like red lobster or whatever where they have the ipad and you can sign up for the mailing list i sign my friends up every time yeah so sorry karsten for all the uh all the blooming onion coupons you get in your email (laughs) (laughs) i do want to say I, there's no way that, uh, no, you know, no offense to Lewistown, but there's no way a rental property in Lewistown was in that high demand. I'm sure sh- her quantifying a lot of people were calling about the rental property was mm, three. Yeah, it was three over like a week or two, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she's calling the cops about it. All right. The next two are incredible, and they both happened on the same day. At 11.28 a.m., a 911 caller reported, whenever a neighbor parks in the disabled parking spot in front of his apartment, it interferes with his TV reception. An officer responded to speak to the person. During the interaction, an officer warned the caller about his demeanor and advised him he could be cited if he continued acting the same way. Because 
goddamn right. Like that, I read that one and I was like, how awful of a person do you have to be to complain that a handicapped parking spot is ruining your TV reception? Clearly, so clearly the violation wasn't they're parking in the handicapped parking spot and they're not supposed to be there. That was not a complaint. So I have to assume that they're parking in the handicapped parking spot because they need it. They need, they need it. <laughs> how, how shitty of a human being do you have to be? Oh my. And I can't even believe they sent somebody out there. This, the only way they sent somebody out there is that this is not his first time calling right. about this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And obviously it's a crotchety old man because they have to warn him to calm down his behavior. My grandpa will probably listen to this podcast and text me and he'll be like, dude, I was trying to watch NCIS. Stop making fun of me. <laughs> Yeah, fucking NCIS. Uh, at 6.39 p.m., a person was in the lobby reporting a lost wallet. While speaking to an officer, the person discovered his wallet in an inner jacket pocket. <laughs> yes. Dude, I, I, and I've said this so many times at this point, but I have the utmost respect for dispatchers, 911 dispatchers. I could not handle it. I could not handle that dumb ass shit coming through the phone no i know but this person didn't call 911 they walked into the lobby of the police department which is kind of that's what i would do too if i was like missing a wallet you know and you're old and you don't know exactly like what to do because you don't know to call your card companies and have them pause your cards or whatever so you go into the police department you're like hey if you see a wallet it's probably mine like that's actually a good idea this person did not call 911 so kudos to them what they should have done is checked their inner jacket pocket before they walked in you're like it's one of those things where you're like mom's gonna be like you're like i can't find it my mom used to always do that and she, she used to always say if i can stand in the door frame of your room and see it you're gonna be in trouble so you better have looked and i was like i looked i can't find it and she would just stand in the door frame and be like i can see it yep yeah, we are uh, inferior, and uh, I'm happy to admit it. So look what we found through this journey of a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Shut it down. We learned. We got the answer. We did it, everybody. We solved it all. Yeah, speaking of solving it all, if you like this podcast, subscribe to us. We're on everything. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. We're even on something called TuneIn because some blog told me I should sign up for it. Mm. If you really like it, you should rate and review us on iTunes because I don't know. Like every other podcast, it says like it makes us more visible or whatever, but just go do it. Go give us five stars and say like Alex is my favorite ginger or Jacob is my favorite ginger or Seth is my favorite ginger. Just go do that and then tell people, I think that you want to have them listen to our podcast. Hey, I like these guys. They yeah. make me laugh. They make me feel good in my morning commute. Uh, I love laughing at their pain. And, you know, the more people you tell, the more people will listen to us. And then maybe we can be the top ginger podcast instead of Conan O'Brien. Goddamn Conan O'Brien. Also, write to us. Uh, yeah, you can find us on the socials. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Ginger on Ginger Pod. We're also on the email ginger on gingerpod at gmail.com you can gmail us anything <laughs> my terms are just really weird today <laughs> you can you can you can gmail it up you can get on that uh electric box there and uh type in with the with the words and you can send your textings and whatever to us yeah you can do that please do love you <laughs> love you too are you talking to me or the audience <laughs> yeah just all of the above oh okay thanks Love you too, buddy, and I love you, audience. Okay, bye.